player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Uh-oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. Oh, that's just dumb, though. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording April 24th. 2023 you're listening to this perhaps on april 26 2023 it is the sixth podcast of the year folks we looked at the metrics we looked at the stats we looked at the analysis and as it turns out y'all really like last week's episode and uh, we're, we're going to keep doing it because it was scheduled anyway. But here's going to be the rest of the top 25 list. Top 25 WNBA players of 2023 as determined by myself, Snap Wilson. And your other sixth pod bench squad, Robococo, MJ. Tolliver. Guys, I'm not going to ask you how you've been because we just we just went through that before before we signed on to the pod. Everybody's great. I hope you're all great out there. Let's get to it. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> we left off. Uh, let's uh, just a quick recap for anybody who who did not catch it. Here were the the previous the previous selections to the top 25 list. Number 25 is Tiffany Hayes. 24 Ryan Howard. 23, Ezzy Magbagor. 22, Leah Boston. We like her. 21, Arike Agumdawale. Number 20, Ariel Atkins. 19, Kelsey Mitchell. Uh, I've seen some other uh, lists out there, by the way, uh, that are starting up. And somebody had some other group has Kelsey Mitchell at 27. Can you believe that? Uh, I'm eager to see uh. the rest of this list. Yeah, that's, that's, that's comically low. Sorry, I'm not starting beef out here, but that's just comically low to me. All right, number 18 on our, our list, the good list, Alicia Gray. 17, Brianna Jones. 16, Jewel Lloyd. 15, Kalia Copper. And 14, Jackie Young. And we now arrive at number 13 on the list. Uh, I hear something's, something about torn labrums. It's Alyssa Thomas, the Connecticut Sun. Uh, past two seasons, 15.9 points per 75. That's 58th in the league. That's kind of low. Surprisingly low. I figured she'd be higher on in terms of scoring. 4.9 free throw attempts per 75. That's 27th. 7.4 defensive rebounds. That's 28th. 7.1 assists. That's 12th. And that is, I believe, number one among bigs. Let me stall for time so that I can confirm that. I have confirmed that. That is first among players we would qualify as bigs, either power forwards or centers. Alicia, Alyssa Thomas is very much a value-added passer. She makes good passes. She makes tough passes and uh, pays off. 2.0 steals per 75. That's 17th. And on the, the downside, 3.4 turnovers. And that's 24th highest among everybody actually uh i have not put in the limit qualifier limits so everything is a little lower, but i don't care let's just uh get through this um the other thing is uh she is efficiency wise a lot lower than i would have guessed as well 
in terms of personal offense where she tries to score, she has 0.861 points per possession. That's only the 50th percentile. That is very, very average. Uh, in terms of, of overall offense, uh, even including passes, uh, she's just at 876, and that is also very middling. She has been higher in the past. Uh, I really can't account for why the numbers were were what they were. It's it's very it's very interesting. Um, there is another player who is who we will be discussing in a bit who also had really uh, surprisingly mediocre. Uh, I would say surprisingly average. How about that? Let me let me rephrase it. Surprisingly average for the league, um, for somebody who is known as a huge offensive threat. Uh, but Alyssa Thomas, uh, she is one of the best defenders in the game. Defends one through four. Everything, everybody except tall fives. Uh, because of those torn labrums, she does not block shots very well. And think that her and Brianna Jones are going to be the starting bigs. For the Connecticut Sun, neither one of them blocks shots actually very well. They might have, might have some problems against some taller players. Uh, she uh, also has a little bit of trouble with those tall uh, spot-up fours who can shoot over her, like uh, a uh, Asia Wilson and Elena Deladon. Just struggles with them. But everybody else, uh, she's a great point of attack defender. She can chase ones around. She is very, very switchable. She's very, very strong. Uh, she is also a player whose offense is not necessarily reliant on getting good spacing around her. Uh, she seems to find ways to, to squeeze in through tight spaces to get her offense. And that is something that shows up in the playoffs. Her efficiency doesn't really drop so much when she enters the playoffs, just because when she faces those tight defenses, she, she doesn't really see the difference. She, she's Alyssa Thomas. She just barrels through and gets what she wants to get we have her 13th i think that's about right uh, i think maybe some other players might have her more but uh in when we consider efficiency and when we consider that she doesn't really space the floor doesn't really open open it up in that way for other teammates uh i figure this is this is about where she belongs so uh let's hear from you guys becky how are you feeling about Alyssa thomas feel great about Alyssa thomas um I found this part of the list very hard to differentiate people yeah. because she's so good at so many things. You highlighted some of her weaknesses. Playing basketball without shoulders is difficult, but she's powering through it. Um, and I also tried to take into account, though, interestingly, almost everyone on the top 12 has kind of a significant change in their situation, That's whether, right. you know, major new pieces coming in, major new pieces or major pieces leaving around them or just coming back. Um, and she's another one of them. So they're losing JJ. John Quill Jones has, has gone to the Liberty. Brianna Jones is going to be the new center that gives the team a little bit of a different look. Um, John Quill Jones can space the floor significantly more than Brianna does. Um, and so we'll have to see how that affects her. I think the team is going to be a little worse than it was last year, but last year it was about as good as a, a team can be <laughs> making the finals. Right. Um, and she was second team all WNBA last year. And I really think one of the things that just stood out was that as you highlighted her ability to be a good passing big, um, the Connecticut sun lost Jasmine Thomas at the beginning of the season and they had Natisha Heideman, um, but they didn't have, they were just weak in terms of that 
playmaking, playmaking right. and distributing and having a someone like Alyssa Thomas be able to step in uh, is very impressive for her. And we'll talk about roster construction coming up next week, I think. Mm. Uh, but she may, she may once again be in a role where she's going to, you know, you could use that playmaking from her. So I think she's going to be great next year. She was great last year. She's been great for a long time. So I think she'll continue to be very, very good player. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one one thing about last year definitely was she was doing a lot out of position. Uh, it was uh, there were times where they were basically trying to have her play. Kurt was trying to have her play point guard, and I don't think that was as, quite as successful as as one could have hoped. But he, all credit to Alyssa Thomas for at least even attempting something like that, where that that had never been a part of her game before. MJ. Tell us how you feel about AT. You guys covered like everything. I'm <laughs> sorry. Especially the passing <laughs> portion. Like um, I just feel like um that team seemed like it was looking ahead of letting John Quill go at times. And Alyssa filled in a lot of that as well, alongside Brianna. So I just think going forward today, they, they will be fine. She might be another uh candidate to make a the all WNBA team again, especially with John Quill being gone. So the ball may go through her mm. period. Just, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm all for like coaches, uh, just throwing responsibility on a player in order to, uh, make them grow because they, they will like, if you do it for a good season, especially a full season, if you do it for a full season, you'll have it down by next season, usually, or, or, midway next season once every once all the smoke clears and training camp is done and everybody's roles are defined then you will be able to see those uh some weaknesses that might have been had if they were worked on and especially in the off season if you worked on them or hell do they even have an off season really they they jump around and go yeah she's uh she's been playing uh heavily overseas uh, i don't know yeah she's done done i don't think she is because she's in the turkish league and they're they're going through their their uh playoffs right now um, yeah. So I think sh- that she is still playing, but yes, yeah, the, they'll be done like within a week or so. I think if I'm, if I remember right, so she should be back. Uh, but she, it doesn't seem like she is particularly, you know, uh, I, I mean, we can't really say she's what she's uh, going to be 31, I think this year, but she's, mm-hmm. um, she doesn't, has never seemed really affected by the overseas grind in the past, uh, aside from, never getting those those torn labrums repaired which she kind of refuses to do anyway right yeah so yeah we'll we'll see i really want to see um what happens from these training camps and what they look like early on before i really just slam somebody or you know mm-hmm. just say hey yeah no nah, it can't be you you need another you know another ball hand- a, pri- a, a primary ball handler instead of her but maybe it will work with her you know, maybe they're trying to, you know, my theory has been like everybody's trying to chase the aces now. Everybody's trying to go small. So that might be something that I think they're looking to do. Could be. Could be. A uh, big addition of Tiffany Hayes to that team, too, in terms of a point of attack uh, or a uh, pick and roll um, operating out of that. I'll see how that affects her in terms of her playmaking. Like uh, what what role will she embrace with that? All right, uh, moving on up uh, at number 12 from the Minnesota Lynx, Nafisa Collier. I'm going to list some stats here, but 
Uh, unlike most of the players on this list, I don't think these stats are necessarily reflective of Nafisa. She's uh, 37th over the past two years uh, in in scoring. Uh, the past two years part is not her greatest stretch of basketball. She came back from pregnancy last year. Uh, was was not uh, her prime self coming back as I doubt many of us would be if if we had done that. And um, uh, the year before, uh, she struggled, suffered through the season with uh, plantar, plantar. I'm going to say this wrong, plantar fasciitis. Uh, sorry to all the orthopedic, <laughs> orthopedic doctors out there. Her foot hurt <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, she struggled through it uh, with uh, that. With the whole season, had to get surgery in the off season to take care of that. It was clearly a down year from her from her first two amazing seasons in the WNBA. We all know she was Rookie of the Year in 2019, and she was All WNBA in 2020. Two, two amazing seasons. So, kind of, we're now going to kind of see where she's at. She's only had one perfectly healthy season outside the wobble. Uh, and so we're going to see kind of where she sits. But I think we all agree that she is a super talented player. She is uh, just basically just about everything well, really a Swiss army knife in terms of, of her play, uh, contributes on the board. She passes, spaces the floor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have these cool little per 75 sheets that uh, the better you are, the more green shows up as opposed to red in your column. She's green across the board. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, even just even counting this as just the past two seasons, everything is above average. Uh, is anything elite? Maybe not so much, but uh, overall, the quality of contributions from her, her ability to kind of fit in anywhere on the offense. If they need rebounding, she can go get rebounding. If they need uh, three-point shooting, she can go and do that. Um, individual play types uh, it's for 2021, uh, was basically a lot of post-up, spot-up, if I am remembering right. Uh, not a lot of big-type things like, uh, you know, pick-and-roll and things like that. Yeah, 136 post-ups, 120 spot-ups, and then every, everything else was just kind of low. It was a good variety percentage-wise of her offense. Some transitions, some cuts, even a little pick-and-roll ball handler. Not super great at it, but she did it. Uh, that kind of thing. She's just... She can fit in. Whatever whatever the team needs, she can find a way to contribute in that. We've also kind of noticed that in the Olympics. She was just perfectly fine to to you know be, be what she needed to be uh, for international play. I should say not necessarily the Olympics, but anyway. Um, Nafisa Collier... Uh, overall offense in 2021, uh, including passing uh, at 883. That is just this side of average. It's it's kind of leaking into the good. And this was not full, you know, prime strength Nafisa Collier. So uh, she's had her baby. She's had her her month or you know off-season rest i don't think she played overseas or did anything like that at all and we're going to kind of see her come back into the league she's for the first time not playing next to sylvia fowles and the team is a mess and we'll have to kind of see how that impacts her as well uh she's it's uh we don't know what the what what who's going to be on the floor with her at any given time 
uh, who's going to be playing center next to her. So all of these are little bitty question marks. I think if if she were in the set position, had a good center next to her, say Brianna joins the joins the team, I would have probably ranked her a little bit higher. But it's just the uncertainty of her teammates that has me a little concerned. Um, so 13th seems, or, or 12th rather, I, I think uh, seems just about right for her. Uh, MJ, how are you feeling about Nafisa? I'm feeling really good. Um, as far as that she can fit in everywhere, I feel like this Lynx team is going to be sleepy good. And she may not need to be everything that she is. She may turn into uh, maybe a, a, a I don't may, I, you know, I like to jump over moans and stuff like that. <laughs> but she may turn into like a Chelsea grayish like really execute at key moments kind of player with the players that they're bringing in because I think they're going to be really, really loaded, like the sleepy loaded. Like they're going to be a team that's like, okay, well, they don't have any superstars. So how are they doing this? And it's going to be by committee. And I think that she can take the lead when she needs to, but she'll also just be able to play efficiently and pick her spots a little bit more. You know, I, again, I want to see what happens after preseason training camp, blah, blah, blah. That's everybody. But um, she will have the ability to rise above and, and and carry the team if she needs to, especially if she comes like healthy and in full shape from uh, before she gave birth. You know, congratulations again. But yeah, I, I see good things for Fee and I can't wait to see this team because um, a lot of people, I think, are sleeping on them. Uh, and, I'm and, definitely sleeping on them. We're not going to discuss it now, but boy, when it comes time to talk about the <laughs> Western Conference, I think they're in the Western Conference. Uh, we're we're going to have a lot to talk about with uh, in regards to this Minnesota team. I don't see it. Becky, how are you feeling about Fee? Yeah, I think you covered it. It's we we do have a big question mark there in that she is coming in both. You know, she was back for a few games at the end of the season last year, but. Um, it was, you know, she was, you know, pushing to to play as soon as she could. And um, she's going to have a lot more time off um, to prepare. And she's coming into a very different team, a team that may, may be a bit of a hot mess. Um, and so whether that means she is going to shine on that team and be kind of the stabilizing force based on how steady she is, or is she going to, you know... <laughs> Uh, play down to where the team's been at um right. you know first season without sylvia fowles i guess in the bubble sylvia sylvia was out for about half of it but the team actually did pretty well with her out um so i'm excited to see her back um I ha- i'm pretty confident in her training in the off season, given that she is uh married to a WNBA trainer <laughs> um so i'm sure probably, she's probably <laughs> gets her out of bed <laughs> get her reps in yeah, right yeah. now we got to go run up this mountain right yeah, now honey. that would be honey. so annoying i could never i could never marry someone like that but uh you know um it means she doesn't have to go far to make sure she's she's getting herself ready for the season so i'm really excited to see her back on the court you know it's a little hard to predict when someone has been off the court for so long uh, and coming into a new situation, but I don't see any reason why she can't continue to be a very, very good player in the league. Going to go back through those uh, A and F podcasts, see if she talks about what it's like to be married to a trainer. <laughs> if it just leaves her alone or not. 
All right, uh, moving on up to number 11, uh, Madam President from the Los Angeles Sparks, one Neka Agumake, 20.4 points for 75 over the last two seasons. That's 17th in the league, 6.2 defensive rebounds. That's 36th, eight total rebounds, 41st, 1.9 steals, 11th, a 598 shooting per- true shooting percentage, 10th. She's extremely, extremely efficient. Uh, she's a career 36.5 uh, three-point shooter, but only on one attempt per game. Um, last season, she was at 1.066 points per possession. That was a 93rd percentile. When you think about that, that Sparks team from last year, how good NECA was on that team and how bad it was otherwise offensively. That is... Really, really impressive. I think uh, just when you when you throw context at it, it's super impressive. Um, uh, she she this is this is something I, I kind of figured out when I was looking at the numbers. She's had over seventy possessions all told: spot ups, post ups, cuts, pick and roll, roller transition. Seventy percent possessions. That kind of shows also her her flexibility. Her ability to do many different things. She was over a point per possession on all of those things as well. She is extremely effective, uh, extremely efficient. We haven't even talked about her defense. She's a very, very good defender as well. She's Neko Agumike. She's a legend. She's one of the top 25 players in league history, as voted on by a panel of experts, and definitely deserves it. Uh, I don't know why she wouldn't be great. Uh, the the only things that that get in the way is sometimes uh, she's had a few uh, injury or or illness problems uh, that are not necessarily related to playing basketball have kind of plagued her a little bit in the past. But when she's healthy, she's fantastic, and uh, the team maybe look maybe looks a little bit better this season. She's gonna she's getting to play probably next to the best big that she's played with uh, since Candace. Um. Uh, she she may get, have a good point guard if uh, Jasmine Thomas is is still capable of slinging it. Uh, that's those are, those are all good signs. Uh, Neka Gumike, Becky, give me your thoughts. Yeah, I think I had her too low. I really do. I guess it's you know the players in front of her though are incredible. Mm-hmm. We're getting at that part of the list where it's hard to say anything negative anymore. Um, she has been kind of on a struggling sparks team which means that i have watched less of her because the sparks games were aren't weren't always fun to watch. yeah that's true um <laughs> and so and what she does i mean we talked about this with like ariel atkins like she's what she does isn't always the flashiest she is just very very efficient when you get her the ball she, it goes into the hoop <laughs> she does it over and over and over again to your team um and she's been pretty consistent with that. So, um, I hope I hope the sparks are a little better this season, and she'll be get more of a showcase with that. Because I think only putting more talent around her is only going to make her shine more, rather than diminishing what she's doing. I, I would say that the sparks at least can can take solace, and there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to be a lot worse. <laughs> that might help them out a bit. Finally, <laughs> MJ. No, no Derek Fisher. No, Derek Fisher. That's right. <laughs> they got Kurt Miller, uh, somebody who who has shown that he kind of knows what he's doing. Yes, sir. And I like the Jas- Jasmine Thomas move as well, but mm-hmm. 
and and Dierica. So she and uh, hold on, Azaree Stevens as well. So yep. with what they have now, they can really get creative with NECA and with those pieces around her with their offense. She's already able to do literally everything on the floor. She should silently be an MVP candidate, to be honest, because of her output. But you know that we'll save that for another pod. Um, I just oh let me let, hold on I'm messing up, and they have Lexi Brown from three out there, Lady Lexi. That's, how could you forget? <laughs> how I was, could I forget? Uh, this is that, this is like uh, this is the kind Hi, of thing Lexi. that you're going to tell <laughs> us if you don't you're not talking about Lexi. We're going to assume you've been kidnapped. Nah, nah, no, don't <laughs> snatch him up, put the bag over his face, and just <laughs> give him a breathing hold, and tell him to shut up about Lexi. Um. <laughs> No, but I think with what they have, they can get creative. And and I'm interested to see what comes of it, especially with new coaching and everything. So because she needs to she needs to be on a winning team. You know, it's is it, I mean, hell, come to Indiana. How about that? If this if this doesn't work out, but um, everybody wants NECA to go everywhere, right? I don't yes. think she's ever leaving. She's just she's a spark for life. Yes, because I've got to drive to Chicago or Indiana if I want to see any WNBA basketball. But anyway, that's left field, too. Um, I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, because uh, I think the pieces that they have, they can really create something nice. So let's just put it on Kurt Miller's shoulders and hope that he comes up with an offense that really just has them. Or or maybe he can create something just kind of new, kind of like how Becky did with the Aces. Like she took them from one plateau to a whole another plateau and uh create something where they're not playing the cat and mouse game where it's like, oh, we gotta we gotta match what Becky well, what Becky's doing, we gotta match what she's doing. Like just create your own, you know. Playing somebody else's game is not gonna get you nowhere. And you have the perfect player to pretty much house that on. You have NECA. So Yeah, that is that is uh definitely a uh a Batman, a main character, yes. player, super Batman, on the team. Batman, Definitely. Nightwing, Robin, all of them combined. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, moving on up uh, to number ten. I think uh, Becky's going to think this is a little bit too low. We have Courtney Vandersloot. I was going to—I almost said of the Chicago Sky. I found a way. We're going to upset her <laughs> of the New York Liberty, the Stu York Liberty, if you will. Ooh. Uh 14.7 points per 75. That is 61st. Uh, she's uh, she's not the volume scorer, but first in assists, 10 assists per 75 possessions, 1.9 steals per 75 possessions. That's 12th best. Um 3.8 turnovers, eh, 6th highest uh per and it's kind of, you know, that's actually pretty damn good for if you're doing 10 assists. Yes, yeah. Uh yeah, 3.8 turnovers. That's that nothing to sneeze at that's fine uh she does not she does not commit fouls either she's a much uh, much more improved uh, defensive player she doesn't foul 26th lowest uh decent true shooting percentage over the past two seasons 551 true shooting percentage a uh, career 34.8 career three-point percentage um here is i got some numbers here i, I don't think i well here's i they they surprised me when i looked at them so Courtney Vandersloot last year, pick and roll, including passes, 48th percentile. It's not very high at all. If you're thinking, does this stat actually track? Like if you look over a long period of time, uh, does does it actually point out the best playmakers? By and large, it does. 
they've been keeping track of this stuff since 2010. And and who do you think the best in the league is over that time? It's Courtney Vandersloot. And Chelsea Gray is second. So I don't think say, I don't think last year that should it, count. It, huh? I don't think last year should count though. Why? Because uh Candace is kind of like a hub slash ball handler at times and who who was really rolling for Chicago? So here here's the thing. All right, but but she had good offensive teammates. Can't, yeah. I'm not I'm not I don't know that I buy that. Here's right. what it was in 2021 overall, 77th percentile, a little better, but not where you think she would be. If you look at her overall offense uh, over both years in. 2020, this is including passes, you know, and, and again, synergy doesn't cover everything. There are transition passes. I don't know why it doesn't keep track of those. That That's another area where we get a lot of passes. Usually starts with a pass out in transition. Um, 903 in 2022, overall offense, including passes. And in 2021, it was 916. And these are... I want to say decent is how I would describe both of these numbers. Not great, but decent. It just surprised me. I thought she would rank a lot higher. I, I, I always considered her to be one of the best. I'm not even going to look at her 2020. I know that was a monster season that she had in 2020, like one of the better offensive seasons of all times in terms of pick and roll. Uh, and But the last couple of years, it's fallen off, and I, 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 I don't know why. There's nothing that I, I would suggest looking at her that would say, uh, yeah, the passing is less effective or something. Doesn't doesn't seem to really make sense. And I'm wondering if it it's it's a team thing. Is it just uh, Ali? You know, was was not hitting to her normal uh, percentage, especially last year. And maybe that was enough for the drop because uh, she was throwing those passes and they just weren't weren't getting converted. Is that the case? Um, uh, I don't know that it matters that much. Because she's going on to a team where they they're going to hella convert <laughs> any passes yeah. that she sends anywhere. It was just something that I kind of looked at and went, "Huh, that's interesting." Uh, I figured that she would rank a lot higher than than where she did uh, over those two seasons on offense. She's like that's that's what I always think of her as the premier offensive player. Uh, the the only the only minuses are I would say um, you know. Uh, relative WNBA age, all right, uh, on the far side of 30. And then the other thing is potentially the usage fallen, right? Because she's now surrounded by very uh, a high volume and mostly high efficiency players. I'm wondering if if uh, her own usage or, or even ball handling, if depending on how much of, of her role that Sabrina retains, somebody's somebody has to sacrifice somewhere. And it just strikes me that Courtney Vandersloot might be that person, but still at her 10th, 10th in the league is nothing to sneeze at, especially when it's the fourth highest on that particular team. It's pretty crazy, but uh, let's go to uh, one of Courtney's biggest fans. Becky, how are you feeling about Courtney this season? I feel like great about her. I think this is one of those areas. This is why I have my no stats, just vibes brand. <laughs> that you've gotten your stats convinced that like 
she's not one of the greatest point guards that the league has ever seen. Because like, she's no, watched no, no. her play. I'm definitely and convinced she is, that she's one right? of the greatest. Absolutely. <laughs> I just I was just looking at those last two years and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's all. Just pointing it out. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> it's it's time for us to get you now, Snap. It's time. <laughs> the time has come. We got three three of my <laughs> players coming up. You can you can get me on any any single uh, one that's, of them. We can't get you on. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I like go how ahead, I'm, I'm 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 now saying Candace is one of my players. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's an incredible passer. She does right. She turns it over somewhat, sure. um, as any passer does. You often when you watch it, it's sometimes it's a miscommunication issue like where she's like trying she's really great at those passes where she's passing to where they're going to be and mm. then they move to the wrong place <laughs> she's not a turnover in terms of one of her teammates that you can attack her on defense and double team her and sh she'll lose the ball um and she is an underrated defender i think she's never i mean she's not tall she's never mm. going to be like a incredible defender but she's been very very solid um, and getting better year by year. When I looked at the numbers for her, I noticed um, how good she was as when she does spot ups for herself. Mm -hmm. um, and that efficiency really helps her because you have to, you know, you keep the defense honest because she will, she will take her own shot and she's pretty efficient there too. And yeah, she's coming into this team where she's been teammates with Stewie and JJ overseas for years. This is going to be great chemistry. Um, she's going to have great play offensive players to work with. Not that she didn't before. So, yeah, I'm always going to put the the best point guard up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair, MJ. Um, I just think it was a personnel issue, which I'll break down. Okay, but only because, like I said, Candace came in and uh kc was coming up and you know like so a little bit of that has to do with all of that and then emma came in so i just feel like they had a lot of i don't really want to say ball stoppers but they had people that can create for themselves in a sense you know what i mean where and then and then like you said uh quickly was missing a little bit more so it's like the person that is catch and shoot isn't uh, catching and shooting at her usual rate yeah. and then the offense kind of had a lot more creators especially candace like i just uh, just thinking about it i just think of candace like she's got the ball she's kind of orchestrating the offense okay here handoff all right screen okay ball back all right here you know and it's coming from candace so she's uh she was in a position where her teammates could take some of that off of her and i think that now um going to new york she could have that but i think they'll that I think they will let her orchestrate. It is going to be interesting to see how her and Sabrina kind of divvy up the ball handling duties. But I think Sabrina may just become like an attacker a little bit more. She's but, very comfortable off ball. Definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah, she is. And and so I think they're going to let uh, Sloop do what she does best and let them let her orchestrate. And then I think that pick and roll number will come up, too, because of uh, John Coyle. For sure. And then. We haven't. I, I didn't even mention Brianna yet. Like, is so. Yeah, I think those numbers arise. Uh, um, um, Maureen Johannes is on, is over there too. So, man, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see them. But I think her numbers. We'll we'll see. You know, if it's if it was a personnel thing or if it was maybe just 
you know, maybe it's just a slow fall, I guess, for lack of a better term. Well, I want to say with with these new teammates, if she's still in the same area, then I'm, I got to wonder what's going on because uh, this is this offense looks like it's going to be absolutely deadly. Yes, it does. That you, I hope you are you still enjoying your champagne because oh yeah, they're looking one hundred percent real tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got this. Looking real tough. I wished for it, and here we go. We got this. We, we got this. I'm, I'm not worried. Not concerned. <laughs> not concerned. We 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 tuned up. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, moving on up. Number Ooh. nine. Speaking of uh, the the New York Liberty, uh, we're going to get into her teammate, Sabrina. Ionescu, number nine on our list. I like this ranking for her. I think she is, it is time. It is time for Sabrina to complete the leap that she started uh, last year. And boy, what a team to do it on. Uh, the The main concern, I guess, and this is just team, is team related, is again, somebody's taking, somebody's uh, sacrificing possessions here. She might she might be the kind to do it. She might be the kind to step back and, and let other people do the thing. I don't think so. I think that she is going to, I think that she now realizes what her powers are and she's ready to embrace them. Uh, over the last two seasons, and this included a kind of uh, subpar 2021, 18 points per 75. That's 34th, 6.8 defensive rebounds. A uh, really strong defensive rebounder, as we know from college with all those triple doubles. 27th in the league. Uh, 7.6 assists, that's sixth. 3.8 turnovers, seventh highest. Uh, 542 true shooting percentage. Uh, she is a 331 career three-point shooter. We figure everybody figures that she can do a lot better than that. It just just hasn't arrived yet. Um, 927 uh, free throw percentage, and she was also really good in college at that. Kind of shows her shooting touch. Um, 0.891 points per possession last year. That's a, a little lower than you might, might have imagined, but she had a, a slow start, 60th percentile. Uh, 0.915 pick and roll, including passes. That's the 68th percentile. Uh, only 9% of her jump shots were catch and shoot. So Vandersloot, uh, Courtney Vandersloot is going to raise that number by quite a bit. The catch and shoot jump shots are the more accurate jump shots. I think that her efficiency is going to go way, way up. Uh, overall offense for 2022 is 907. Again, that's in that that's in the area where, where Courtney is, what I would call decent, not necessarily great. But we saw what she did. We saw what happened when she turned it on. A lot of those numbers uh, are best after she started making that leap. She definitely had a very positive impact on Natasha Howard after, after she just started... You know, basically the aggression. It was it was basically she just realized, all right, uh, I can do this. I'm going to do it, and then and she did, and the shots started going in, and uh, the the everybody defenses started having a really really hard time with her. Well, everything is better now for her. If we're talking about context, it's just there are so many players who are going to be drawing attention away. And she is going to just have all the room in the world to do the things that she can do, shooting and passing, moving off ball, all those things. Uh, defensively, eh, not great. Not great. She's very slight. Uh, doesn't have a, a strong upper body. Um, I thought she she looked a lot better defensively in college, but now that we're seeing her with, you know, bigger girls, uh, she's having a little bit of a hard time. That's the only real weakness. That. And the and the concern over whether or not the 
you know she is she is the one to sacrifice but uh, i i can't just i i think she's going to be an all WNBA player this year i feel uh mj tell us how you feel about sab uh pretty much the same deal i think she's about to take over offensively it's going to be with uh, you can't double this team now nope nowhere <laughs> nowhere or so we haven't even talked about Nyjah, man. But Nyjah has yeah, just entered a, a world of happiness. So it's like <laughs> they can they can play by committee and then turn it up in the playoffs if they want to. But I, I man, I don't. I, this team is going to be crazy. That's why I said, go ahead, drink your. If you got some champagne left, go ahead and enjoy it because they're going to. Uh, do, do we need to go? This is not the time to go over the Aces <laughs> players, but <laughs> no, I, we I don't won't. know who, who who can be doubled on our team either. I'm just I'm just saying. Well, on. <laughs> Brianna Stewart just gave y'all a, a hell of a series. <laughs> Brianna Stewart is a very very good player. We'll get to her. <laughs> we'll get to her. But um. Yeah, I think Sabrina is going to be great as well because um, she did take it upon herself to, you know, just take the reins. Like you said, okay, I'm going to do it. All right, I'm doing it. So with her being able to have all of the weapons that she's going to have around her, she can play off ball as well and be the secondary and or primary ball handler. Like their offense could get creative too, where uh, Vandersloot is pushing it or uh, Sabrina is pushing it like, that's going to be interesting and fun to watch. And I don't, I'm just looking forward to that. Like, I don't really have too much to say. Cause it's just going to be all, I don't know me gushing, I guess over the, over the Liberty. Cause I wanted this to happen. And now it happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was saying that for the longest, like, Oh, she's going to New York. She's going to New York. Look at her. Look at, uh, stewards emojis and this and that like yeah she's going somewhere for this and that and then all of it came together and now sabrina's she goes from carrying the team into the playoffs pretty much on her back waking up marine and then you bring in brianna stewart vandersloot and john coyle mm-hmm. come on man that's so cheating. fun that's like cheating fun that's cheating no, nah, we've we've heard this before, right? It's like I mean, video it's like, games. Oh no, stuff. the Golden State Warriors are going to win yeah. the, next, <laughs> the next four or five championships. It's so unfair. We see how this plays out. It's well, just, it yeah. doesn't play out this the way that people do. That they want a few. Still got to play. They won two. They won two with Curry and, and Durant, and they didn't have a Las Vegas Aces on like anywhere else in the bracket, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And they they came close to losing <laughs> in a couple of those. They almost lost to Houston. I'm just, I don't know. Why are we talking about the NBA? Moving on. This I'm is, just saying, this it doesn't, this doesn't, it doesn't always like play out the way that we think it's going to play out. Yeah. And no, I agree. That's one of my mottos. Yeah. Like they still got to play. They got, they got to so, play the games. Yeah. They still got to play. But this is challenge snap day. So get ready. Snap. Get ready. Like, all right. All right. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> well, let's finish off Sabrina first. Becky, thoughts? Yeah. I had her a little lower than we are, but by, just a couple spots. Mm. Um, it is definitely interesting to think about how the personnel changes is going to affect her game. Certainly mm. one of her weaknesses is defense and it's much easier to hide on defense when you have uh Stewie and JJ <laughs> behind you um, yeah. drop things up, you know, her, she's a very, very good rebounder for a guard. I don't know how important that will be on this. Probably team. not. It's that's fair. Uh, yeah. And so she may there. not be rack, racking up the triple doubles that she was um, this past season. Um, and she had some 
she had some real rough games last season and some really incredible games last season. You hope, you know, she's a young player and those rough games go away and the really great games prove to be who she really is as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm high on her and I think she's going to, I agree that this team is going to be able to put her in a position where she's not the entire offense um, and doing everything uh, and therefore allow her to succeed. All right. Uh, moving on to Las Vegas Aces legend. Candace Parker. <laughs> Uh, you guys, you guys want to come at me now, Candace Parker? No, we could just tell just how <laughs> Becky get him. Candace Parker. We got three more aces to go. By the way, after this, I'm just, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Candace Parker. All right, uh, last two seasons, 18.1 points per 75. That's 30th in the league. Uh, she is one of the, you. Don't really think of I, I, at least I don't. I don't think of her as a super rebounder, but she is. 10.1 defensive rebounds per 75. That's second in the league. She hits those boards hard. 5.9 assists. That's 14th. Uh, like Ellis Thomas, probably the only big. I think Emma Miesenman might be up there too. Um, but basically those three are the passing bigs uh, in the league. And Emma is not uh, not playing yet. At least she hasn't signed anywhere. 1.4 blocks, 22nd. Uh, bit of a turnover problem. 3.3 turnovers at 17th highest. Uh, but a 5.51 true shooting percentage. Career three. 333 uh she was 0.892 points per possession last year 61st uh, obviously not her greatest offensive seasons these these past couple of years but uh still very 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 solid she's a middling scorer at this point in her career but a value-added passer uh, on post-ups including passes she's at 0.993 it's 59th percentile uh, outstanding defender i, I think the the area where that really showed up was when she missed those those first few games of the 2021, or however many, seven games, I think, of the 2021 season. Uh, and then she came back, and like everything clicked. Uh, that is, I think, the, the primary value that she is going to provide on the Aces. If you ask me to rank the Aces starters on offense, I think Candace might be fifth among those uh her uh, her her efficiency at this point in her career is good i would describe it as good where everybody else is is elite for their position you know uh jackie you can go either way depending on how you feel how she's going to perform this season um and then of course there's the value that she adds beyond the court play the the uh, mental attributes, the talking talking to teammates, the keeping everybody pumped up, that kind of deal. Uh, this is going to be great. the 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 only weakness that the Aces really had last year was, well, depth, obviously, and that's been addressed. But it was defense. They had to sacrifice defense because of the lack of depth. Uh, and Candice is going to be a tremendous defender. She's going to be the, uh, the best defending big that Asia has ever played next to. Um, yeah, I, I feel confident saying that. And 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 Liz Cambage, I thought, had a really, really good defensive year in uh, 2019 on this team. Uh, but uh, Candace is going to be better. And in terms of keeping everybody motivated, you got that post, post-championship hangover some teams go through. 
uh, what Pat Riley used to call the disease of more. Everybody, you know, now accomplished this goal and wants to keep him motivated, keep him coming back for number two. Hasn't happened since 2002 in the WNBA. No back-to-back champs. So keep that motivation. Candace, you know she wants that ring. That's the motivation right there. Uh, I think she's going to be phenomenal. Uh, she's uh, she's just going to, she's probably, she's already come, said she's not like going to come in and uh, she's just going to come in and do what, what needs to be done. So the numbers may not look great, but I think the impact is going to be sensational. Candace Parker. I love Candace Parker. Get to watch Candace Parker for a whole season. I'll stop talking. Becky, how do you yes. feel about CP? Becky, if you don't get him. <laughs> uh, CP is great. She is the CP3. That's right. Um, she's good at everything on the basketball court. Yeah, <laughs> It's just every single thing. She is not quite to have, like, she is not as fast as, uh, has as much leap as she used to, but she's so smart mm. and knows basketball so well that she maximizes her abilities around her teammates and what she's doing. She's a great motivator. She's a ton of fun to watch. You're going to love watching her. She just hams yeah. it up all over the court. It's like, it's like her playground. She's just, she's just hanging. Um, she was all WNBA last year. That's right. First team. Uh, if I yeah. believe, is that right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. First team. First team. Deserved uh, it. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And she's coming into last year. She was on a very good team. This year, she's got a very good team. Um, And I think, yeah, you could say, well, you know, you could say ways that her role might change or she's around a whole bunch of really good players, but she's going to find ways to contribute everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it may be less of the shooting and maybe more somewhere else, but she's going to be contributing. Um. And I don't see re- a reason why it's not made a high level. She's always been very clear. Like she's gonna, she's only gonna come back each year if she's really ready to play the way yeah. she wants to play. And she says she is, and she's got her locker room now with her name on it. So <laughs> first locker out. room of her career. Finally, we got it done. We did it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's gonna be my jersey this year. I've decided I'm gonna be rocking with uh, CP. When I go Do you only have one jersey per year? Uh, no, I have two. Normally, I have the 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 one, and then I and because I I am a foolish believer in karma and whatnot and superstitious, uh, I keep a backup. But like last year, it was all it was basically all Kelsey Plum, and mm-hmm. it served me well. I unfortunately so. I have like between me and my girlfriend, I think we have like seven or eight jerseys. None of them are current players on the team. <laughs> Uh, my Jisoo Park. So, they're hanging in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still, you know, I will still wear my my jerseys. But yeah, um, we do not have a current team member jersey. I do have a jersey with my name on it. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. So, <laughs> very brief story. I went to trial the same month as the WNBA playoffs in, in 2019. Mm-hmm. And... So I was on this this trial team and my two colleagues, like when we were not talking about the case, I was just bothering them about the WNBA. Um, and so at the end of the trial, one of them got me the gift of a, a WNBA jersey with my name on it because I had fully annoyed them for a solid month. That's pretty cool, though. That's a nice gift. That's really It was awesome. a very nice gift. Yeah. I like that. 
I got warm, warm squishies. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we we I have a closet full of players that are no longer at my team. I got my Cambage, I got my Hamby, got uh, my wife has Mariah Jefferson. She got Sugar Rogers. Uh, she's got a few of her own. I think the only player that she does have, oh, she got Kayla McBride. She has one of those jerseys. Um, yeah, I think the only player that she does have that's still on the team is Asia. So we're going to have to get her some Chelsea Gray or something going on for this. But yeah, rocking with Candace this season. Feeling great about it. Uh, very, very happy. MJ! Tell us about three. <laughs> well, I've been talking about Candace a lot already, haven't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she, like Becky said, she is CP3 champion. She coming over there to relax, man. Okay. <laughs> to relax think, and orchestrate some of that offense. I think that's right. I think that sh- she's, uh, she's content to just kick back, do it. Like uh, Becky says, just fit in wherever she needs to fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily have to, and then playoff times rolls around. Then that, that weapon is, is primed and ready and rested and good to go. Yes, sir. And then she, you know, you guys mentioned that she has her own locker, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy. WNBA step your game up reporters. You're not going to get um, into the locker room to see the locker. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not going to see the locker. So just <laughs> ask her to take a selfie <laughs> selfie and get a um, picture of the locker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. With her name on it. That would be nice. Um, and I just think she's going to pretty much, uh, just uplift everybody. It's just like I was saying about how she probably woke up Casey a little bit. She, uh, empowered, um, Rebecca and, you know, I think she'll do the same, uh, for the aces over there too. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good coach on the floor and everything. Like she brings everything. You I know, take Jackie I, under her wing. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Yep. Just like I was. Yep. We talked about that in the last. <laughs> part. Just, just she's gonna probably super unlock Jackie and just tell her like, yeah, just go for it. And yeah, I think it's it's gonna really help uh, with Becky's philosophy already. You know, for her, for them to just shoot it and do this and that, and just you know, just go do it. Like, don't have any fear. Bringing Candace over there is just gonna reinforce that. It's gonna be like, <laughs> if you don't do it you might get aired out or look that funny because Candace is really good with that stuff too. So looking forward to um, her expressions from the referees and stuff like that, <laughs> just on a lighter note, but we know what Candace brings to the table. So yeah, aces look primed and ready to, to repeat, but we yeah. got more to talk about them. Don't worry. Don't yeah. Worry. Yeah. Fine. I know. Cause we're going to get to some of my, yeah, we're going to get to one on. of my favorites. Uh, Ms. We got, uh, we got Miss um, Jordan herself. Yeah. We got <laughs> seven players left to talk about. Three of them are at the aces. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't rub it in. Okay, all right. I'm just throwing. No, I'm just pointing it out. WNBA, please make an expansion team <laughs> and let us let make it the Detroit Shock and and Detroit send Shock. us Bring some aces, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, moving on up to number seven, uh, we have from the Washington Mystics, Elena Deladon. I had her, I had her really high. I had her at fifth. Uh, you guys were, I think, uh, a bit more judicious than I am, maybe uh, taking into account her number of potential games played and had her at ninth. I think that's that's certainly reasonable. But you know what? I don't mind her at seventh. I think that's also a really good really good spot for her. Uh, so let's get to the positives here. She's the greatest shooter in WNBA history. Greatest. Seriously? The greatest shooter in WNBA history. This is wow. not even there's there's not even an argument. Uh, career 39% three-point shooter, 93.7% free throw shooter, which I think is the highest 
in, in men's or women's it is it is the highest uh i don't want to hear about smaller basketballs or any other crap all right yeah, i don't yeah. care yeah uh that they, they were all swishing she'd be swishing whatever she she threw into the net uh points for 75 last two seasons 24.6 that's second points per possession 594 true shooting percentage that's 13th that's really really good good last year 1.042 points per possession last year 90th percentile her post-ups including passes 1.2 points per possession that's bonkers 90th percentile uh only and i say only in quotes uh 1.065 points per possession on spot ups that's 76th percentile she shot 24 percent below her career average on threes that's going up uh six five high release point makes her shot near impossible to contest uh she doesn't get to the rim only 20 percent of her shots at the rim still draws free throws 5.4 free throws per 75 that's 10th in the league um all the shooting has gravity washington's offensive rating with elena on the court 105.7 uh, which would behind would have been 0.1 points behind the sun and the sky last year. Off the court, 94.7, half a point beneath the 12th place Indiana Fever. That's the difference in offense that we're talking about. So when she misses those games, uh, it's 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 not good for them. Very underrated defensively. Smart defender makes up for her lack of speed. With footwork and positioning, efficient use of her length, uh, along with Brianna Turner, this is my own personal observation. One of the best one-on-one -on -one defenders against Asia, she gives her fits. Twenty-first in blocks per seventy-five, eighteenth defensive rebounds per seventy-five. Never really think about her in in those terms. Really good shot blocker, defender. Only fifth in uh, fifth lowest in personal fouls per seventy-five. She does not foul either. She's very very smart. Very smart defender um negatives that's that back None. that None. back the back <laughs> the back is the only thing uh the back and the lyme disease you know durability how many games is she going to play the back limits her general mobility on the court as well doesn't get to the rim very often as we've said not a great transition player only 11 percent of her shots come in transition and that denies her i mean like, wow her offensive ability could be even higher if you know she could run faster it is what it is elena deladon is a great player when she's on the court all she has to do is be on the court she says and we've heard this in the past too she says she's never felt better she's feeling great the best she's felt in years i, I don't know how that translates we've heard i'm feeling great and then uh we're just keeping her out you know just for rest or whatever it's, it really comes down to how much is she going to play uh, I decided to be super duper optimistic. I was probably a little too optimistic. Um, there's something that I think we'll talk about this a little bit at the end. There are five bigs left. And if you're doing thoughts in your head about who they are, it is interesting to compare them. But I'll wait to do that until we get to the end of this. Elena Deladon is just freaking phenomenal. Even the not quite prime Elena Deladon that we saw last year. Still great. Becky, thoughts? I now think I have her too low, just like thinking about her. Um, you like my sales pitch? <laughs> I did. I, I love Elena. It, I did. It was the health thing, the glass yeah. season, just, you know, Which the is question fair. of are you, 
how valuable are you when you're only can be there 75% of the time. Yeah. Um, but truly one of the best offensive players to ever do it. She got 50, 40, 90 in 2019. That like that offensive season from her and the mystics was completely unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I, I guess I would talk about her similarly to Candace in terms of just their intelligence about the game and on the court where, you know, even where Elena has her physical limitations, like she's still smart and knows how to, how to use her body to her best efficient, mm-hmm. best, uh, not saying this well, but you know, um, bring, use her gifts for length and everything else. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like all of her tools. Yeah. And she's, so she's, you know, she's known as an offensive player, but a very, very solid defender. Like you said, doesn't, doesn't do any of the mistakes. She never turns the ball over. She doesn't get fouls. Um, and that's huge, especially with someone with her usage. Her turnover rate is just very, very impressive. Um, so I would love to believe that she is going to play almost every game this year or every game this year. And we're going to see that Elena Deladon on the court. She's so good at basketball. So good. <laughs> I like how we're getting excited about a player. This that is like, like the part of the list know, where everyone's like, they're all good. Everyone's they're really, really good. good. <laughs> yeah, this is where it's like it's 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 like more interesting to contrast them against each other. We'll do that a little bit at the end here with these these five particular bigs. But yeah, it is just it, it's it's like it's staggering. I'm glad we take the time to do this because it's just staggering to think about how good she is when she's on the court and what that means. If you look at that supporting cast for 2019, just go down the roster, right? It's got Kristen Tolliver, Ariel Atkins, Ariel Atkins, very Natasha cloud, very good players. There's no number two here. Well, Emma, I guess, but there's really no number two where you're like, that's a hall of famer. But Emma Uh, was off coming off the bench. And Emma was coming off the bench. Right. Exactly. 25 minutes a game. Something like that. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, that was the greatest offense offensive team of all time. I have to now check because uh, I, I may have to look. I think it still is, even even with the aces, uh, in terms of relative uh, offense compared to the league. I'll find that out. We'll talk about it uh, when we discuss the aces if to see how where they ranked. But yeah, it is it, just it was the greatest offensive team, and it was built with very solid role players. Uh, and a few good starters, and then there was Emma Miesemann having like uh, the most amazing sixth person, uh, sixth player of the year uh, type of season. Uh, but number one, <laughs> it sounds like a good team, but number one, the greatest offensive season of all time. That's what Elena Deladon does. You can just build around her, and you can make a great offense around her with decent pieces, decent players. So, uh, go on, MJ. Sorry. Yeah, y'all killed it. (laughs) So, I'm going to go a little left and just say she's the league's uh, trump card. Because if she's showing up, if she's healthy, she's orchestrating things. She's the reason I always throw money at the beginning of the year on the Washington Mystics at that 20 to 1 odds. Yeah, because they didn't look, I mean, too bad in in this playoffs and they were yeah. really a threat to be honest so yeah, 
it doesn't it, it, it could happen yeah, <laughs> i think it's it better than a 20 to 1 chance so she's she's the WNBA's trump card i'm gonna just say that i think you guys checked all the other boxes because we know edd is great it's just about the pieces around her to help support her she doesn't necessarily need like a significant like second star alongside her maybe someone kind of close to it maybe perennial you know almost but not, just, she doesn't need an elite scorer or like an elite mm, scoring guard or anything like that. Nothing. And and she can still get it done and still make you pull your hair in the playoffs. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's all I'll add to it. So league, look out for the Trump card because she is still a Trump card. I didn't know that she was the the greatest shooter of all time in the WNBA. Oh, for sure. And 93 point what percent from free throw? 93.7 uh, percent on free throws. Shoot. Sheesh. Yeah, that's that's she the highest. That. I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go she ahead. had this like playoff free throw record. She was one of those people that was sh- like shot, like didn't miss a shot in the playoffs across mm. multiple seasons oh, or, or um, yeah. yeah, free throw shot. She's, she's a pure shooter. Yep. Just touch. Just like beautiful. Ah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Look out Lee. Don't <laughs> let them make a trade. <laughs> Do not let them make a trade. Okay. Uh, we love you, Elena. As you can see, we are absolutely gushing over you. Uh, let's move on. Let's, um, um, let's, let's pick another Las Vegas ace here. Number six. Number six. Oh, here you go. go. Here you go. I'm just saying. The champagne. I'm just pointing out facts, all right? <laughs> this is the way that we graded these players. I only Pop had one champagne. third. I only had one third, and I ranked her lower than she finished on our overall list. I'm just going to point that out. Okay. Chelsea Gray. Jordan. Jordan, fifteen point eight points per seventy five. This is the last two seasons, uh, obviously. Uh, by the way, um, when when we talk about these synergy numbers, that's not just regular season. Uh, they they include the playoffs in that. Uh, that's that's the way synergy you can you can uh, format it. And I always do. I like to include the playoffs in there because it's more games and it's just it may not be equal opposition, but it, it I think it really just tells you more about the player the more that you see them play obviously. Uh, but anyway, uh, the points per are just regular season. 15.8 points per 75, 51st. Eight assists per 75, fifth overall. 1.8 steals, 21st. That was a big, big portion of her game that she she really improved in. Uh, she started getting uh, a lot more steals last year. Uh, 3.2 turnovers, 21st highest. Uh, given her passing, that is not bad at all. 1.8 personal fouls, third lowest. Big defensive improvement does not foul. Uh, she is also the the uh, dreaded charge taker. I know everybody hates the charge. Uh, Chelsea Gray takes charges like like Stephanie Dolson takes Fig Newtons. Um, she is really <laughs> really good. I don't I don't know why that illusion came to my mind. I'm hungry for Fig Newtons now. I want some. Um, Five fifty one true shooting percentage. Uh, that is uh, muy boosted by last year. Uh, career 333. Oops, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. I'm sorry. Uh, 554 true shooting percentage, uh, but 584 in 2022. 727 in the playoffs. I'm just going to bring that up again because that was bonkers. Um, 378 career three point percentage. She's a great three point shooter. And for years, uh, well, especially in 2021, I was like, just please shoot it. Shoot the three. Shoot it. Uh, last year, she shot the three. Shoot the J. <laughs> shot the J. Shoot it. Shoot the J. Shoot it. Here is an argument that i'm gonna make counting the playoffs i think chelsea gray was the best defensive player last year 
maybe not named Elena Deladon. Here are the numbers. Uh, 1.024 points for possession. 1.052 in the half court, which is 93rd percentile. A 1.052 pick and roll, including passes, 91st percentile. Isolation. We rarely discuss isolation, but we get to discuss it with her. 1.205 isolation, including passes, because she had 83 isolation possessions. She, those, those, you know, point where she dribbles, dribbles, and fakes, fakes players out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Isolations. She's, she actually does them. Uh, 1.206 on spot ups, 93rd percentile. Just, Amazing offensive year. And yeah, that was that was buoyed by the bonkers shooting uh, over the last month or a month and a half or however long it was, in- including the, the playoffs. Playoffs? She, she was sensational. <laughs> Let's thinking of thinking a little bit more about how that applies to 2023. How much of that can we expect to be retained? Um, the good note is she is mostly been continuing her bonkers play overseas. Every time I get to see her, she's still doing the the stupid dribble, 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 pull up and it goes in type of deal. And she's been she seems to be passing a lot more when she's on her Mercy team. It seems like she she likes to go for the crazy dimes when she's there. The downside is that she did play overseas. And maybe one of the reasons she had a big year last year was she didn't play uh, in the 2021 off season. I guess I'll call it that. But before the 2022 season, she didn't play overseas. Uh, last year, she did. She decided to go out there and make that money. Not begrudging her that, that's for sure. Obviously, another good good side is the team. Team is better with Candace. She's playing with somebody she's very, very, very familiar with. Um. So whatever that's worth, she's Chelsea Gray. Uh, it just, it really comes down to uh, how, how much do you do? Do you rebound to the medium or how much of this do you retain? I can't, obviously she's not going to be shooting 727 true shooting percentage throughout the whole season. Much as I wish that would be the case, that would be awesome. Uh, just you don't that, know that. Yeah, I don't I don't know that. Um, just <laughs> on top of that, the, the improvement in defense was was really really wonderful. Just these little smart things: the taking the charges, the steals, the going and getting jump balls on bigs. She would go down there, and the moment they receive the ball, she would go and wrap her arms around it and and get a jump ball. Just lots of those little plays that that all added up uh, made her a plus defender for I think. Like the first time, definitely, I, I thought she was pretty decent in 2021 when she she joined the team. Um, but uh, in her LA time, I didn't think she was. I would have never have called her a good defensive player. She was a very good defensive player, uh, just by those value added plays. And you know, otherwise, she got hit on the weakest defender mostly because Kelsey was point of attack. Jackie got the good wing, you know, whoever the better scoring wing was, and then Chelsea got whoever was left. But they found ways around that and they would go ahead and they would stick her on bigs and her quick hands would be a huge benefit there. So it's just something to think about MJ. I know you love Chelsea. You gushed enough. I no, please no, feel free. <laughs> you know, we, we can't gush. No, enough. I, I love Chelsea. Gray's this game, is the like, gushiest episode, bro. Podcast her, episode of the year. That playoff. 
Yeah. Playoffs. Um, her. I don't know what pissed her off, but I think it was the the All Star snub, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. She had that All Star snub, and true. from there on, she had like the best output I've probably ever seen. Like just game to game to game, like every it was like almost every game. I think she had one game where she was kind of cool, but the rest of them she was like hot the entire time. Yeah, I mean, I, I never, thought, I, yeah, I didn't get to watch Cynthia Cooper. Uh, you know, I've seen Diana Taurasi have. You know, one amazing season. I was around for 2018. Yeah, she probably, was fantastic. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those those players. But since then, uh, I didn't I haven't yeah. seen anybody like her. Not not a backcourt player, definitely. No. And and I man, when <laughs> okay, so a lot of people have and because I've uh been covering the women's game, they're like, Okay, so uh if you had to introduce me to the women's game who would you introduce me to or how would you get me to i what do i refer them to every time <laughs> lately chelsea gray. i refer them i said go watch chelsea gray highlights against seattle or just the entire playoffs just yeah. go that's what i've been telling people i'm just like yeah go watch that and they like oh my god oh isn't that like yeah <laughs> you know because you know, you get out there in the Twitterverse and all of that, and people are like, what you were saying earlier, oh, the ball is smaller or raise the rim. What do they say? Lord, like, no, yeah, shut lower up. Lower the rims. So they, yeah, shut I up. hate that. I hate that. Look argument. at what like, she's doing, please. And tell me that you can guard it, sir. You can't. Your best YMCA guy can't. And <laughs> barely a, some of the NBA players can do it. So shut up because she was like lights out. I don't, it just seemed like, okay, oh, she's going to miss that one. No, okay, no, she, wait, what? Spinning around. She just did a merry-go-round off one foot. It's like everything she threw up was going in. So she's the most clutchest WNBA player to me. That's what I got. I got a brief tangent that has nothing to do with anything, but I just want to bring it up real quick. Um, They they showed highlights today of Brittany Griner working out against uh, Uh uh, a male defender, right? You know, the, the, the teams hire men to, to do the workouts with, Uh um, the dude himself was was a legit six nine. I don't know where they got this guy. Yeah. <laughs> they got somebody who who was Britney's size to play defense against her. She was scored. She was she, she had no problem. Yeah, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that they went and they found a six nine guy to to guard her, and give her yeah, it, give her it, an actual to contest. And that's where a lot of these dudes <laughs> need to like shut up because basketball is not a it's yeah. Not go audition, on, see see how well you do. Yeah, and it's not it's not based on. <laughs> size is not based on your sex like if you're male or female it's based on skill literally like the fastest basketball players don't always win the slowest basketball players aren't always garbage you know what i'm saying so yeah a lot of people need to really throw that that trash like perspective away about just trying to declassify the women as a lesser athlete or something like that just because they're women like y'all across all sports need to let across across life really you know what i'm saying like, yeah, I'm supposed to take out the trash. Yeah, she could do some of those. Like, that's that's that. But if it comes to actual extracurricular and people are actually putting in the work, going to the gym every day, practicing on their craft, working, honing their skills to be an Olympus, uh, 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 Olympian or whatever uh, in their profession, just shut up. Yeah. Our, our soapbox <laughs> here at the sixth podcast of the year is men don't suck. All right. Yeah, Stop sucking. Yeah. And don't stop suck. being insecure. If you can't, because, if you can't help but suck, then yeah, just shut your mouth. Exactly. Because we don't want to hear from you. And that's let go. It. Stop being an insecure dude. That's like, oh, uh, oh, she can't. Oh, we don't care if, about your no. blue check mark. Right. We don't care. We're blocking you. All right. 
Um, <laughs> go ahead, Ben. <laughs> I don't know how we wind up there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I was about to go into a rant. <laughs> Welcome right. to Mike's rants. That's it, MJ. So real for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like you guys could. You guys could trash the men, and I'll just sit here and I'll do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll trash him all day long. <laughs> yeah. You know, here here is a sixth pod service for you. If you got a man who especially needs trashing, just send us the details. Yeah, we'll take care of it. Real we'll take care too. of it. We love it. We love doing it. <laughs> it's <laughs> like right, cameo, Becky. except we just roast <laughs> them. <laughs> Give us the phone number. We'll call them up and make them feel small and record it. Record it, and then we'll air it out for everybody to hear. <laughs> Recording. <laughs> We'll be. I'll be like on April twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. You still suck. Right. Here's the recording that we had trashing this uh, insecure guy who was talking about uh, women. Be our new bumpers. Wait. We, we, okay. Hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt <laughs> Becky too, but did y'all see the Arike stuff where she was like doing step backs and stuff on the one guy on the court, and and then I'm looking at the tweet, and some people are like, "Look how hard she's got to work." Like, what? What do you mean? Oh, there's that pickup game that Ariel Powers was in, and she like, was cooking. Yes. She was cooking. It was so good. And she was trash talking. It it's was like, fantastic. Come on, bro. Like, if she yeah. on the court, she got the skill. She got the footwork. They have, like, man, yeah. go ahead, Becky. We go, go we'll, in audition. we'll go in another day. Go go in audition, <laughs> and then and if, if you still feel the same way. Exactly. Know, All right. Uh, Becky, sorry. This took way too long. <laughs> uh, uh, Chelsea Gray. How do you feel about Chelsea Gray? <laughs> I feel great. I said this on the ranking pod. It's hard to it's hard to rank her because the last we saw her, she was the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. So, you know, that's that's my last last time I watched her. Um, you mentioned her 72.3% true shooting percentage in the playoffs. I read this article. Um, she created 90% of her shots. That was just from her. That's a really incredible. No one had to pass it to her. <laughs> she just did that. Um, it was incredible. Incredible. And she, like MJ was highlighting, she really shows up clutch in big moments. We saw her in the Commissioner's Cup. Absolutely take over there, too, um, when you need her. Um, so, you know, we, we can look at her regular season numbers, which still put her on this list. But mm. combine that with what we just saw from her in the playoffs and when she needs to get her team a win. it's like, okay, you're one of the top 10 players. All right. Now that I got these numbers here, here at my fingertips, I'm just going to throw this out there. Playoffs last year, uh, 2022, Chelsea Gray, dribble jumpers, the the most difficult jump shot. 73.7 effective field goal percentage on that. She was 34 Wait, no way. What is it? 61 out of 95. 73.7 effective field goal. And she got fouled at some point. 73.9 for shooting, big whoop, whatever. But 70% on dribble jumpers. That's insane. Like normally most players I like are like around 30% or so. Just absolutely incredible. I'm sorry. Go on. No, I was done. Okay. <laughs> Chelsea Gray, everybody. Number seven. Uh, it's just what you get when when we don't know what to do with you because you were too good. Uh, moving on to number six. Another ace. Kelsey Plum. 
22.4 points per 75 over the last two seasons. That is eighth in the league. Uh, 4.8 free throw attempts per 75. That is 20th. 5.6 assists. That's 17th. Only 2.8 turnovers. 598 true shooting. That's 11th. 399 career three-point shooter. A 1.018 points per possession. 87th percentile. Over a point possession on spot-ups. Transition off screens. Um, defense fell off during the regular season, but she is capable of locking it down, playing really good when she tightens up, which she did during d- down the stretch and during the playoffs. Uh, she is. So we were talking about this with Kalia and I said, Kalia was the second best transition player in the league. Uh, the number one player is Kelsey plum. 1.234 points per, p- per possession transition. Um, gets 20% of her shots at the rear. 611 true shooting percentage. One of the best jump shooters in the league. We talked about the near, nearly 40% uh, career shooting. 91st percentile catch and shoot jumpers. 89th percentile on dribble jumpers. She's really good at the dribble jumper too. Uh, improving floor game. Really good transition passer. Um, can be a lockdown on the point of attack when she sets her mind to it. And um, maybe the one positive. I think this is where, why I rank Kelsey ahead of Chelsea. She didn't play overseas this season. Uh, she went and got married instead, which is, you know, that's that's that probably takes a lot of your energy too. She looked like she was having fun, and then she's she's opened up a basketball camp, and I think that's like the only real basketball related thing that she's done. She got a little surgery after uh, on her shoulder after the playoffs, which and that that whatever was ailing her may have caused why she wasn't like utterly fantastic because she's generally a very good playoff player as well. Um, if we're talking any potential weaknesses, the passing in the half court is something that could improve, uh, the defense, right. You know, that, that it's, it was off and on. Um, she struggled in the playoffs for the first time. Like I said, she had shoulder surgery shortly thereafter and the team won. So who cares? And that's about it. Uh, that's, that's the only real weaknesses I see for Kelsey Plum, uh, with no Skylar to muddy the waters for this year. Uh, I, I basically think that she is the best backcourt player, the best guard in the WNBA. Am I wrong? Robococo, Becky. That's certainly where I ranked her as the top guard. Um, Yeah. I mean, she's like her, she's an offensive force. She's, she's incredible on offense. The defense is, uh, just <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true she can she can lock it in but um there's yeah, also just... the you know she exerts a lot of her energy on offense and then that's true you know takes off some possessions <laughs> <and defense. laughs> not the worst defender obviously that we've talked about still in the top 25 but she's the worst defender we're gonna talk about for the from the rest of from yeah, here on out by far very true yeah <laughs> um and so that's the only piece that she's missing um but she's she's also one of those players that's been improving year by year, which is really exciting to watch. And so when I see a player like that who just keeps improving, I just follow the you know follow the trajectory of the chart and hope that she keeps keeps getting better. I like to hear it. That sounds great. MJ, feel about Kelsey Plum? Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. Um, arguably one of the best shooters. Right now, when she's when she's on, it's nothing you can do. Um, 
it's just nice to see her game rise the way that it did just over the last few years, especially uh, last season. And knowing that the Aces seem to have like issues only when she's in a slump just shows how important she is to everything that's going on over there. And I don't know. I don't really have too much to say. Like, it's nothing bad to say about her at all. Like, as long as they have her over there, they'll they will be in championship contention. Like you take her away from that team, I don't know, you know, they all of that shooting kind of goes away because she she keeps the floor yep. open. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's with a very with, good point. Yeah, like it's it's she's very key to everything going on over there. So yeah, I don't think she's irreplaceable, basically. I think the you thing know. that stands out to me the most is the the thing that maybe doesn't get talked about is that uh, getting to the rim game, the way that mm-hmm. she's able to to get those sh- the to make those shots at the rim. Yeah, you had like really highlighted that in one of the pods. Like you were saying something about like was it like what hand she goes with or something like that. She she can do she can go with. Oh, she's a lefty, yeah. right? And the lefties, I think, is something that if you're if you're defending her as a righty. Yeah, it's it, it, it's awkward. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> you're it, that's that's just how it, it seems that it seems that way. And her and both Asia is a lefty too, so that's just kind of like one of those things that that is is it's really interesting. hard to go. Yeah, cause yeah, but she can she can finish with either hand definitely. Yeah, so good luck <laughs> going against them, <sighs> unless you're New York, but um, <laughs> <laughs> only because of the firepower. But, here's here's my question: yeah. Who's gonna who can guard her on New York? nobody that's nobody <laughs> it'll be all offense <laughs> yeah you have to outscore outscore yeah, you, you have to down. that's the only way because especially with kelsey if she's hitting on all cylinders yeah good luck with that especially if all the rest of the aces that are on the list <laughs> are going off so yeah yeah yep. but take her away from that yeah trouble so please put some again, on her, I, I think we had six chicago sky uh players on last year's maybe nice oh, maybe it was five but yeah let's see it's you never know you never know all right and, uh, and i'll i'll before you before we switch over just mm-hmm. anybody that wants to know about kelsey plum just go watch her dance with her boom box because that's like yeah she's she's awesome what championship a, kelsey has been fun to watch yeah. i will say that uh, really, just a, a, a like a wonderful uh, change from 2019 uh, when she was um, uh, like really struggling with the confidence, and it took a while to come along, and like her swagger just shot up. Uh, well, 2020 she was injured. She came back for 2021. Her her swagger was all there, uh, and it's it's just has never stopped since. Sometimes it's that's it. It's just the mental part of the game that just needs to come along. And now she's up. a champion. So yeah, add champion. that. Can't take and, that away. And then bring it into next season. She's still young. Like, yeah, okay. Good luck, League. <laughs> All right. Moving on up. Number four, uh, Jonquel Jones of the New York Liberty. Uh, positives, elite scoring, 22 nine points for 75. That's sixth. 617 true shooting percentage, seventh. 1.015 points per possession. That's an 87th percentile. 1.1 points per possession on post-ups including passes that's 84th uh 1.02 as a pick and roll roller 1.1 on spot ups 
It's 86th percentile as well. A career 37.73 point shooter on over four attempts per game. Uh, over 1.2 points per position in transition, putbacks, and cuts. Oh my. Gets to the line, 5.3 free throw attempts per 75. That's 14th and makes them. Career 80.7 free throw shooter. Elite rebounder, 3.5 offensive rebounds per 75. That's sixth overall. 9.9 defensive rebounds per 75. That's third overall. Uh, she was stifled in the 2021 playoffs on offense, but is generally very good. 20.8 points per 75 career in the playoffs with a 583 true shooting percentage. She is a playoff performer. Post defender can, can get physical with centers of any size. Uh, 1.6 blocks per 75, 17th. Doesn't have the mobility of Brianna or Asia in the post, uh, but very strong, very solid. And she hoovers up those opposing misses. Um, the negatives is is more a, why did this happen? Why did she only play 27 minutes per game last year, regular season and playoffs? What was the reason for that? Was it just Kurt or was there something else going on? Uh, she has had trouble defending mobile slash perimeter shooting bigs in the past. Um which makes her a troublesome defensive pairing with uh, made her a pro- tub- troublesome defensive pairing with Brianna, who also didn't go wasn't able to step out like that. You know, it's not going to be a problem this year that because she's she is playing with one of the most uh, fastest, speediest, best footwork uh, bigs paired with her. Um, she does struggle with turnovers, three point seven turnovers per seventy five. That's the tenth highest. And personal fouls, 3.9 personal fouls per 75, which does not, by the way, does not account for only playing 27 minutes per game. That is still inexplicable. Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, I think Sandy Brundello, if she has any brain in her head, this will never, ever, ever happen again. And she should be playing more than 30. John Quill Jones is a beast. Uh, she is just a hoss in the front court. Uh, and she is the right team around her to take care, take advantage of all of the, the things that she can do. Um, she's going to be great. That's how I see it. Uh, MJ, how you feeling about John Quill Jones? Um, I think John Quill is in the perfect situation, and it was all just a big storm brewing from her going through what she went through, and maybe it it like sparked her brain to be like, well, if I'm going to be kind of minimized, at least that's how I seen it last mm-hmm. season. Like she was kind of minimized going through what she was going through. And, you know, like I said earlier, they were playing as if they were going to let her go um, in Connecticut. So, um, yeah, she decided, well, if I'm going to do that, then I might as well do it with a bunch of great players around me. And, if I have to pick my spots, I might as well pick it with a bunch of great players around me. And we have a higher chance to win a championship because everything doesn't have to eventually fall on me because she was off and on throughout the season. Like some games she was there. She was always there defensively, but um, like offensively, some sometimes she was there. Sometimes she wasn't. She was often visibly frustrated. Um. And, you know, rightfully so. She's John Quill Jones. So mm-hmm. now being over there in New York is like she really gets to pick her spot. Sometimes, you know, they can play through her. Sometimes they can play through Brianna. Sometimes they can play through. It's like it's 
why would you set her up to feel that way to make her just decide well okay i all right i can do that but if i'm going to do that there needs to be this name this name this name this name and they all have resumes (laughs) and potential and talent next to me you know because we can sit there and we can pick apart the son from last year we can pick apart oh well you know Alyssa's not good at this or Duana's not this and that and Brianna can't stretch the floor like we can do that but now you can't do that here's so, the thing right well first of all what a blessing for her right to, yeah. to, to be able to play next to Brianna Stewart like the perfect person to play opposite her I think yeah. in many ways uh and then uh, with all due respect to Jasmine Thomas gonna be playing with the best point guard of her career in Courtney mm-hmm. Vandersloot Going to be playing with the second best point card of her career in Sabrina Ionescu. Right. <laughs> so it's like, why would you make her feel like, well, we want you to just fit in and let them get, okay, well, I'll fit in over oh, here. She's just, I'm, tell you what, I'm going to sit down here in the low post and why don't you just feed me those passes? That's going to be great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's all I really got to say, but I expect great things from her. Like she'll, she might not be on the defensive list or, uh, MVP. I think her and Brianna might cancel each other out. Who knows? It depends on how yeah, they play. Be. But um, we know who they are. So yeah, yeah good luck, <laughs> good luck, league. <laughs> uh, and I believe she's engaged. If, if oh I, yes, and congratulations right. on her. Congratulations, engagement. JJ. Definitely. Yeah. Congratulations. Beyonce looks so pretty. From from us over here at the six pod, definitely six pod. Uh, if you want to invite us to the wedding, I haven't been to yes. the Bahamas. Yeah. I, I've never been either. Send us a ticket. I've never been. And an invitation. We will come up, tuxedo, Becky, pull out your yeah. best dress, send us some invites to send to bring uh a individual with us. If, so we can all be coupled up out there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh you yeah. know, tuxedo yeah. dress, I'll wear whatever. Just just bring bring me out. Yeah. <laughs> Becky, how you feeling about JJ? <laughs> Great. <laughs> like you always phrase the question is how are you feeling about them? And I'm always like, very good. <laughs> very positive. I'll try and mix it up for the next one. <laughs> uh, I agree with what MJ just highlighted where there were a lot of times last season where it's like, why aren't we trusting in JJ right now? Why is she, why is she being asked to take a step back? Why is she losing out on minutes? You starts the game a little slow. You take her out rather than just say you're an MVP, go be an MVP. Um, so I'm excited for her to be at a team where hopefully Sandy, we're watching you now. Um, Sandy doesn't mess it up. Um, Don't mess it up, Sandy. And she's played with teammates. You know, she's played, she's played a lot with, with Sloot and yeah. Stewie overseas and had very good success with them. Um, and I think she's just being put in a great situation to highlight, you know, all her skills. You know, she's a former MVP. I don't see why she can't be an MVP candidate again or For win sure. it. Right. She's just that level of player. That's where we're at now. Yeah. I mean, if we were talking about, I think if you, if you to- total everything up, like the person who, who is in the best situation as compared to last year, I think JJ is number one out of everybody. Well, okay. Brittany Griner was in, prison but <laughs> aside from that talk about players who were in the WNBA last year uh jj has has gotten like the biggest upgrade in terms of context of surrounding context uh no reason I, I i can definitely see her winning the mvp next year uh speaking of Brittany griner number three on their list 
is Brittany Griner. Uh, positives, pretty easy. Elite scoring, 24.6 points per 75. That's third. 626 true shooting percentage. That's fourth. In 2021, which was the, the last season she played, 1.091 points per possession, 97th. Real big argument that she was, if counting playoffs and regular season, she was the best player in the league in 2021. 1.056 points per possession on post-ups, including passes. 1.284 points per possession on cuts. Uh, 1.241 as a roller. These 1.2s, 1. 1.2, 1. this uh, this is insane. Uh, insane efficiency. 1.431 on putbacks. Gets to the line, 5.4 free throw attempts per 75. That's 11th best. Career 80% free throw shooter. Great mid-range shooter. Uh, out to 15 feet, meaning she doesn't need to get that super deep post position to be effective. She's got that turn, nice little turnaround. There was, uh, I, I'm not looking it up now, but there uh Links data, which is um, a website that keeps track of shots by distance, uh, does it like by every five feet? Uh, I did tally up at one point like the best shooters by range, and Brittany Griner was the best ten to fifteen foot uh, uh, shooter, um, jump shooter within, or not even jump shooter, just shooter within that range. Which she doesn't necessarily need to jump, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she is. She's got nice, really, really nice touch. Uh, she's good at passing over double teams to find open cutters slash shooters. Uh, used to be a poor rebounder, um, uh, for especially for her size. She re- I, I used to say she rebounded like a small forward. Um, but uh, in 2021, she approached that job very enthusiastically. Uh, 16th in offensive rebounds per 75, 10th in defensive rebounds per 75. She's a great shot blocker, leading the league six times. Um, the threat of her blocks dissuades players from driving to the rim. Uh, the defensive mobility occasionally limits her impact as a defensive player. She came to get exploited on pick and rolls. Um, she just, just doesn't have the footwork to necessarily stay with uh, uh, if she has to switch. or And sometimes, you know, she has to recover, hit a popping uh, big or a rolling big. And uh, that's that's what can happen. And th- the same thing in transition, right? If there's a faster big who's getting down the floor, she's going to have a hard time chasing it. That's the only weakness is that defensive mobility. I think everything else she does uh, for her position is great. You want to talk players who who could potentially win an MVP. Um, just we don't know who the third best team in the league is. Everybody's saying it's it's Washington. We'll see. Uh, they the, the Phoenix Mercury got the third best player in, in the league back on their roster. And. I just look at the surrounding what's surrounding her and it, it might be a, a decent team that's surrounding her at least decent enough. It wouldn't surprise me if, if they were got the third seed or the four seed. And then you have Asia splitting it up with all to her teammates and Brianna splitting it up with JJ and, and whatnot. Why not Brittany Griner for an MVP? There's something to think about. Uh, Becky, uh, tell me, tell us how you feel about Brittany. I can tell you exactly how I'm feeling about Brittany. I'm feeling over the moon excited to watch her play again. Yes. And similar to Chelsea Gray, last we saw Brittany Griner play was a little bit longer ago. She was the greatest player in the finals. She didn't win the finals, but she was the best player on the court. Um, And she just has this gravity based on her skills um, and athleticism that you just have to plan your entire game plan around Brittany Griner's on the court what the hell are we supposed to do to deal with this? Um, And like you said, she's obviously she's elite around the rim. 
she's bigger than almost everyone around the room, which helps certainly. <laughs> but also, she's a great passing out of the post. She, when you get her around the um, free throw line, she knocks those down routinely, so she can pull away from it too, and she's still dangerous there. Um, and yeah, I think a previous critique of her is that she wasn't rebounding quite as much as you think she could, based on um, her her abilities. Um, but she definitely approved that in 2021, and certainly in the in the playoffs. So. Um, I yeah, I don't know how the last year has impacted her, but if she's yeah. coming back where she was, she is that level where she could absolutely win an MVP. Yeah, and she is. She seems really, really down for this season. Uh, the the market on the 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 uh, locker room board. Guess who's back, bitches? Uh, number twenty four. <laughs> That's what it said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just just the like every picture they take of her, she looks like yeah, I'm back in the league. Like, if you say that the difference between 2021 and the previous the previous few years was uh, enthusiasm, wanting to show that she was uh, still among the best, Um, and uh, like it feels like like uh, she's got even more motivation this year. She she seems like she's attacking everything with with just a lot of gusto. So uh, it could be could be quite dangerous. Nobody had to go through her last year. <laughs> There's a little BG asterisk for 2022. Nobody had to go through her last year. Uh, this year she's back. MJ, talk. I want to welcome back the most dominant player in the WNBA, Brittany Griner. Happy to have you back. Dear Mercury, please surround her with talent. Because you have the most dominant player in the game and she can really shake things up from what we've experienced just from last year and all of that we're uh all that we're excited about right now. I didn't really until we just got to her name, I didn't really even think about like depending on what type of roster that Phoenix has, what you know, what they're doing, how they're running their offense and whatnot. That she actually could like really put a wedge in all of this. She could throw a wrench in all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I agree. She's that good. Like from the rim all the way to probably just outside the elbow, probably really honestly right inside the three. And and if she's added a consistent, like, man, good luck, League. That's all I'm saying. I'm happy that Brittany's back. I hope they figure that roster out. Cause what's um uh, what's going on with Skylar? Uh, Skylar's, uh, she's having her baby. I don't know. She may have, I don't know if she's had it or she is. No, I don't think she has, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, we don't know how long that's going to leave her out. Yeah. Uh, She doesn't seem like she is very interested in remaining on the team. Yeah. She is separately feuding with the organization. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's the vibe. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I'm not counting on her coming back to play, uh, this season. Right. She also didn't when she was pregnant in Dallas, and maybe she just wants to take care of herself and take care of her baby. That is entirely understandable. Right, and uh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, it just so like the the starting lineup is looking like uh, Mariah Jefferson, Diana Taurasi, Sophie Cunningham, Brianna Turner surrounding BG. Mm. I don't know how healthy Shea Petty is off the bench. I don't know how oh, Michaela Michaela Onyenwere is is probably is hey. going to be a big bench player for them. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. 
have to you have to get Skyler's production from somebody. And Diana, I I don't want to say nothing mean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that defense needs was, yeah, some let's, backup. Let's, <laughs> I'll say it that way. Fine. It needs some backup, but. <laughs> Brittany Griner is arguably an MVP, like even amongst the MVPs that, you know, the MVP races we've had over the last couple of years, like she's there. So put some respect on her name. And if you guys forgot about her, you will remember who she is this season. I'm sure. Trust. Oh yeah. I I should get on damn fan duel and and just bet on her right now. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, they've already, <laughs> they've already done that. Yeah. They've already done that. All right. Uh, moving on up. Number two. Uh, number two and number one, one point apart. I'm sure you, everybody can figure out who they are. Uh, both uh, Robococo and I had number one in the number one spot. AJ had them flipped. But overall, number two amongst our list is Asia Wilson, Las Vegas Aces. Uh, the positives, 22.8 points per 75. That's seventh in the league. 1.056 points per possession, 91st percentile. Her offensive profile uh, is very, very interesting. Like the big change for Asia was not shooting threes. It was, she went from heavy post up under Bill Lampier to a more mixed repertoire with uh, pick and roll, spot up, po- uh, post up and transition, kind of a mix of each. 96, possession, uh, 96 possessions on cuts. She had over 100 in all of these other possessions. Uh, famously developed the three-point shot, shooting 37%. Uh, remains to be seen if that will hold up or if it could get better or worse. I will say she's always shot well on those long twos, which were like a step in. So I always thought she had the ability to step out and make those worth three points instead of two. Um, one of the league's best at getting to the line, 6.7 free throw attempts per 75. That's fifth. Shoots 80% when she gets there. She is an outstanding defender, of course, um, along with our number one player contender for the best defensive player in the league. Really, really mobile feet, good at defending pick and rolls, venturing out to the perimeter, good length, good instincts to defend the rim. 1.9 blocks per 75. That's 10th. Of the top five bigs, so we're talking number one, Asia, Brittany, Jonquel, Elena Deladon. I think she's the only one who is comfortable at both center and power forward, like defending either position. I think number one is basically a four. Brittany is, of course, a five. JJ is a five. She plays four, but I don't think that's she's particularly good at it. And Elena is is definitely not a five. I think Asia is good at both. Um, she does not foul. Only 2.2 power, personal fouls per 75. That's 11th lowest in the league out of everybody. Uh, excellent rebounder. Nine defensive rebounds per 75. That's fifth. Um, questionable playoff performer prior to 2022. But in 2022, she removed all doubt. 21.5 points per 75, a 621 true shooting percentage in the playoffs, playing 37 minutes per game. Insane. Uh, If you want to talk negatives, and we're only talking negatives amongst these elites. Again, we're talking number one, Brittany, Jonquel, Elena Deladon. She's probably the weakest one offensively, I would say. Least efficient offensively. Uh, and then that three-point facility, of course, remains to be seen. She she sa- says she wants to shoot more of them. She wants to make that a bigger portion of her game. 
I, I don't doubt doubt it uh, with Becky. Becky's going to be like, yeah, shoot more threes. Sitting there on the sideline, punch drunk on the three-point shot. Uh, Asia Wilson, best player, best team, question mark? Question mark, tell, question mark, question mark. Tell, tell us, MJ. Well, the reason I picked Asia first was just defense. And then <laughs> I, I had to take some time and look uh, a little before we did the last pod and just realize how much of a powerful punch Brianna is on mm-hmm. just in a lot of other categories. For sure. So I kind of want to withdraw, even choose no. in a one and two and just let them be tied. Brianna, <laughs> you <do> that. <laughs> Brianna is like not allowed to do that. <laughs> outstanding yeah. offensively. And it we're going to talk about her. Let's, let's talk. Let's go. Let's stick and, with Asia and Asia. Yeah. Just, I just, I think about you talking about, uh, we need Kia Stokes <laughs> and <laughs> what was going on with, uh, the Erica and just everything that she was able to do alone. You know, just like you said, she she don't she doesn't mind uh, going from center to power forward and actually being able to pull that off. And then how hard it is to defend her sometimes at the rim, like when she's like at the free throw line, like at the pin, like and and it's hard to stop her. Yep. But um, I mean, that's that's really the difference, honestly. Like she's not just a knockdown shooter and you know whatnot. So. It is some other things to her game that made me choose her first. And just, it's, I don't I, know. I, it's, 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 it's close to me. It's, it's, close, it's close, but Brianna is nice, bro. And Aja is nice. And this, it's actually really hard. This is really hard. If, if Brittany played, I, a part of me felt like I should have just broke all of this all the way out and just put Brittany first. <laughs> just to not have them messed up. Uh, y'all did no. that in the, when we did the the bigs list. Uh, both both you and Becky had Brittany first, and I'm not even hating yeah. on that. I was I was perfectly fine with it. We were all very just very happy to have her back. Yeah, but I I really love Asia. I had predicted after the tears, it was a championship coming, and you know she she did a lot and, and adjusted, especially to allow uh like Jackie, Kelsey, and Chelsea to. Uh, really get off and not feel like well i'm the one that's the mvp candidate so give me the ball in my hands and let me do this and that and you know she became a little bit more of a team player in a sense and and filled in the gaps so i don't really have i definitely don't have anything bad to say about Asia. like she deserves all i i will say i also thought about just all of her winning that she did last year when i put her first Cause I don't was it was Brianna on the team too for the Olympics? Yeah. Team USA. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's not even an excuse, man. Like, like I said, it was it was defensively, and she showed up against a, a few people. Um, I forgot who I was frustrated with her against. Uh, who was that that she didn't show up against? I guess we can't highlight bad stuff. I can't remember, so we won't. Yeah, if you can't remember, then yeah. it may not have even happened. Who no, it was it was somebody <laughs> that was just like getting her down low, and I was. Oh, in the Olympics, or in, no? Where? It was in the I believe in the playoffs. It might have been. There was but, there was one game. Uh, uh, she had a real tough game against. Uh, I know in Phoenix she had a tough game. Brianna Turner uh, really did a nice job on her. I think it was in game game one, um, and and like her, she she scored twelve points, and Kia Stokes scored 12 points which was especially funny 
but that was like the only <laughs> subpar game I think that really, really she had. I love your Kia Stokes tanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I did the Spider-Man meme after that game with both of them because they they both had like really, really similar <laughs> stat lines. It was funny. But I, I, people are going to think, oh, you're dissing Asia or whatever. I'm not. I'm just, no. just having fun. I'm just having fun out here. Yeah. But that's that's really all I want to say. Like, all right. So so great. Becky, let me let me try and request this question. So, uh, uh, hmm, uh, isn't Asia great? Isn't she wonderful? <laughs> isn't she fabulous? So how I'm feeling about Asia? Um, <laughs> Get them. Get them. How I'm feeling in general is that it has been two hours. So I am going to talk about the one okay. and two together. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll wrap okay. this up. And as I predicted on previous pods, I think Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson are going to be two players that are jockeying for MVP for seasons to come. Uh, They've already done it multiple seasons. It's just they're two really, really incredible players. Um, I put Stewie over Asia partially just because Stewie's been doing it for longer, right? So she's been at this level for longer. So we know it's not A a fluke. Obviously, yeah. Asia has two MVPs. It's also not a fluke, but Stewie's been Stewie's been in the game a little longer. I also, you know, Stewie, the Maddie Seagrist of the WNBA, I think could really <laughs> take over games. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, the Maddie Seagrist of the WNBA. Yes, because she it, she packs an offensive punch like yeah, it's three hard. Level score. No, yeah. That is that's the bumper right there. That's the bumper right there. Brianna Stewart is the Maddie Seagrist of the WNBA. You heard it here first, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But she is that player that we've seen. And again, it's also just we've seen this for years and years now that she can completely take over a game when it needs to happen to get the win. Um, And she is very, very, very hard to stop when she's on like that. Um, So I think these two are there's. I like MJ would perfectly happy just have a tied for number one. Yeah, I think yeah. they're just going to be jockeying between one and two for years to come yep. um, in the WNBA. That's just the level. All do. right. Uh, okay. What a great segue. Our number one player is Maddie Seagrass. Uh, <laughs> positives are, wait, no, obviously it's Brianna Stewart. Uh, positives. I'll just, just scream through this. Uh, elite score, probably the third best individual score in my mind behind a Elena Deladon and Brittany Griner, best overall offensive player when you consider the variety of her offense. Uh, she scored 25.3 points per 75. That is the best first. Somebody had to be first. 592 true shooting percentage last year, 589 over her career, 1.107 points per possession last year. That's 96th percentile. Over a point per possession on post-ups, if you include passing, 1.22 points per possession on spot-ups, 96th percentile, a career 37% three-point shooter, 1.19 in transition. She is a deadly transition player, 0.92 off-screen, 1.09 as a roller, 1.43 on cuts. She has scored at least 100 points on all of the types of plays that I just mentioned this past season, except for off-screens, where she scored only 97. Oh no. Shows you how varied her offense is. She is she comes at you from every freaking angle. Second most free throw attempts for possession over the last two seasons behind Tira McCowan. Unlike McCowan, she's good at making them. Career 83%. Uh, the movement, how the defenses always have to keep an eye on her, have to guard her out to three-point line. I think she has as much gravity in the game 
as anyone at this point with apologies, sincere apologies to Elena Deladon. Oh yeah, she's joining a super team next year. Uh, that probably probably helps. Wait, we're not done. She might be the best defensive player in the league as well. Blows up pick and rolls about as well as anyone. Probably the best help defender among bigs. Can step out the perimeter, recover quickly. The best, probably the best big on switches. She is eighth in defensive rebounds per 75, 18th in blocks per 75, 15th lowest in personal fouls per 75. There are more stout rim protectors in the league, as well as players who match up better against the big, strong centers. But her speed, her reaction time, her length give her as much defensive impact as anyone. On the negative side, nothing. I got nothing. I got yeah, nothing. I about to say Brianna no Stewart is, is damn near perfect. And that's so, why I picked her number one. Got Becky's thoughts. MJ, finish us up. Brianna Stewart. Let me put some more respect on Brianna Stewart's name because mm-hmm. I didn't know that her defensive numbers were that great, yep. especially like pick and roll defense because that's that's uh, very important in the game. That's of basketball. the best thing a big can do. That, she yeah, is. it is. But she might be the best at it. So, yeah, let me put a little bit more respect <laughs> on your name, Brianna. Um, yeah, like like I said, she packs an offensive punch. Like the the onslaught she was putting on your aces, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they needed a, a come to Jesus and Jesus delivered <laughs> Jordan spirit. Chelsea. Yeah, delivered <laughs> Jordan's spirit to Chelsea to put to, to have to make crazy shots in order. Like if okay we already talked we about had jesus on our side yes y'all had jesus tr- definitely because had she missed two or three of those brianna would have probably won another championship so let me put some You're respect right. on her name and a little bit more respect on her name because like i said i had them tied but i was saying aja because of defense and i don't know now just hearing the numbers i'm i would probably edge more towards brianna um so i'll just drop the mic on that part and I'll let you know, Snap. Uh-huh. You should be worried. Okay. <laughs> with, with you know what? Now that, now that now that I was that, talking about that, Brianna Stewart, that. I'm starting to get a little worried. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bad yeah, boy, I, I think that she is the best player in the game. I, I don't it's it's not even a question. I, I I don't believe that, but I believe that uh she has a really, really good case and she's phenomenal. She might be the best. Uh, if you're like if you're like measuring measuring the, all the things that they can do yeah. in that respect i think she might be the greatest women's basketball player of all time i just don't Ooh. know that anybody else is able has been able to nice. do all of the things that she do she has the resume to back it up too when you yeah. can when you f- figure in college and the champion. pros champion yeah all yeah, day. I mean, there's 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 the Maya Moores out there. I all I'm not. You know, I love Maya Moore. Don't do I it. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maya Moore didn't play defense like Brianna Stewart. Yeah, that's defense. true. She didn't play that's, like that. That's it. You got your Cheryl swoops. Uh, I didn't see enough of her to 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 fully comment on this. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. The when you add add everything together, she may be the best that we've ever seen. Let me be uh, left field. Cheryl Miller, we love you too. Greatness. She never got a chance to play. Well beyond my experience, but yeah, when you score like yeah. 100 points in a game, it's uh, yeah, it's 100 impressive. points. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just had to so, throw her in there for the historians. Right. Anyway, yes, as Becky as Becky mentioned, we are hitting the two hour mark. I'm sorry, but you know what? This is worth it for for these particular players. We just we have to talk about them. They're great. This is where we decide to give everybody their flowers. 
while they're still here and appreciate them. And with that, this has been the sixth podcast of the year, top 25 players. We spent two hours on 13 players, but they're wonderful players and you should appreciate all of them. And I think we explained why. So coming up next week, uh, we will be discussing the, uh, we're going to be doing our predictions on who is making final rosters. Um, one player who is not, I already forgot her name. Uh, the Aces released a big who, I don't even think training camp has started, so I don't know why she was signed in the first place if she was going to be released. Uh, that's one down. Um, there, I'm sure there are going to be many more between now and then, but by then we will be going through every roster in the WNBA and telling you who's going to make it, who isn't. How many Dallas Wings will MJ have on his team? Nobody knows. 12. Our legion. <laughs> uh, how many players will be traded to the <laughs> New York Liberty? We don't know. We don't know. We're going to find out. It was a wild time last year, uh, and it's it's going to be fun this year. And with that, this has been the sixth podcast of the year. Y'all out there, stay safe. Enjoy each other. Um, uh, be, cool, be good to each other. Don't be guys. Don't be jerks. That's it. I don't think you're listening to this. If you're listening to this, I know you're not a jerk because you love the W as much as we do. And then you appreciate all these women that we just talked about. That's it. Um, we'll see you guys next week for Robococo. MJ Tolliver. I'm Snap Wilson. Peace out. Peace out. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>